And we are live. Got Jimi Hendrix playing us into my special guest today, head trainer at Camden County High School, Bernie Stasco. Bernie, how you doing, buddy? Good, Ed. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. So, of course, the uh, I told you the title of this episode was going to be How to Heal Your Fantasy Football Woes with head trainer Bernie Stasco. But before we get into the fantasy football talk, I wanted to talk a little bit about you and kind of about uh, Camden County a little bit. Sure. So uh, take me through what a day in the life of Bernie Stasco at Camden County High School is like. What time do you get there? What are all your responsibilities with all the teams? And what's what's like a normal day for you at the high school? Well, that varies. Every day it changes, that depending on schedules and what ha- if we have home games versus away games. Um, contractually, I'm supposed to cover home games and uh, everything football related. Um, but once playoffs come, I, I try to go f- to all the playoffs as much as I can, uh, just to, to, to give continuity of care to our student athletes. Um, but typically what I usually do is I get to the school at two, between two and two thirty, or earlier, depending on if there's an away team that leaves. Um, and then I'm here until the last, till last practice is over or last game's over or what have you. So, my, my days at the school vary from early as 1 o'clock because, well, today I actually, uh, volleyball just left. Um, they just walked out the door at 2. So I got here at 1.30-ish, got stuff ready, and then they, they came, came out to get taped. A couple of them get taped, and then they're off. Uh, so today is going to be a relatively early day for me. So we just have football home uh, practice. Uh, soccer will be leaving at 4.30-ish, 4.15, 4.30. So I'll have uh, some soccer kids come in shortly to get taped. And then uh, cross-country leaves a little earlier than that. Like cross-country will leave around 3.30. So I'll have some of those come in to get taped. And uh, then it's just football. Sounds like uh, you're stretched so thin. It's, it, it sounds like you're juggling a lot of balls there. What a what um what's your busiest time like during the year what's what's your season that is the most difficult are you in the middle of it now or is it later on in the year no this is definitely uh my my busiest time um as you know football takes up a lot of time but um i lose you moving it's uh it's it's a fun thing but it does get stressful but that's why we have calendars and we keep uh keep everything in line especially with the changes in you know i have to be flexible because of the nature of the beast as athletics we get things change and um especially with this hurricane that we just had so you know we had some games that got moved and everything gets juggled but you have to adapt and overcome yeah surely sorry i I think I lost you there for about 10 seconds or so, uh, which just uh, there'll be a pause there when people are listening to it. But I think as I follow that you were saying that this is definitely the busiest time for you with how many sports are going on and obviously football kind of incurring the most injuries and needing the most attention. Is that what I follow? Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, I was curious, uh, Bernie, just a little bit in your background, where are you from originally? And tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, um, born and raised in PA, but 
Uh, grew up in Delaware, went to high school in Dover, Delaware. Um, graduated high school, went to college, Chatt or uh, Charleston, West Virginia, uh, to get an undergrad in sports medicine athletic training. After there, I left, um, after I graduated, I took my first job in uh, a small college in Kentucky. Worked there for several years, and then um, one of my professors asked me to come back to uh, get my master's. He was starting a program in Chattanooga, Tennessee, so uh, I went and got my master's, and then um, went back to Delaware, uh, worked at a small Division three college called Wesley, um, and then from there, um, my grandmother had a, a heart attack, and I went to visit her in the hospital, and she lives in PA, and... Lost you there for a second again. I hope we're going to get – there we go. Got you back. Good. And um, while I was visiting her, I met my wife, my future wife, and then uh, got married and had, had, a, had a daughter. And we've uh, lived in PA. We lived in PA until uh, we moved here three years ago and haven't looked back since. How old is your daughter? My daughter is 11. She'll be 12 in November. Oh, how's that going? What's tough for uh, being a trainer for 50 or so uh, high school boys playing football or dealing with an 11-year-old daughter? I'll tell you what. Um, I'll, take the, I'll take my daughter anytime, man. She is <laughs> the, the best thing that's ever happened to me, man. Yeah, you, I feel bad for setting you up for that. I almost put you in trouble. You you almost have to say that regardless, but I'm sure that's your honest answer. Um, wow. But uh, I apologize for putting you in such a pre predicament with that kind of question. You're fine. No worries. <laughs> so, look, like I said, um, a lot of people don't know this about you, and I honestly didn't know this about you until we started our – got close to doing our fantasy football league at the high school was that – you're actually uh, a big follower of fantasy football and have been playing for quite some time. If you could tell me when it was that you started playing fantasy football and when did you really get, you know, kind of into it and you, you focused a little bit. Absolutely. Um, when I lived in, in Pennsylvania, um, I think it was in 2000, I met my wife in 2002, 2000. Um, I started – 2001, I started uh, working at a rehab center in Pennsylvania, and uh, one of my co-workers said, hey, you want to play? And I was like, I don't know. So I've been playing about 17, 16, 17 years. Wow. Um, I was very reluctant to play when I first started, you know, first getting into it. And I'll tell you what, it is uh, really cool to play fantasy football, and I also was playing fantasy baseball, which is like football's once a week and baseball baseball's every day. So it's really crazy. It's it's like it's almost I I, I liken it to football's like playing ch uh, checkers and baseball's like playing chess. But it, I, yeah, playing every day that sounds nuts. It's very crazy. But um, the cool thing with me is being an athletic trainer. Um, pouring over injury reports and seeing who's, you know, I, I kind of have like a, a, a glimpse as to what's out for and kind of can surf through the minutiae as to, as they say, as to if, if 
a, a person's going to be out for six weeks versus a person's going to be out. You're two cheating weeks. is what you're talking about. You're using your you're using your knowledge to I'm, your advantage, which is what everything is. Correct. It's about fantasy football, one way or another. You work smarter, not harder. There you man. go. There you go. Hey, before we uh, dive completely into the fantasy football thing, which I only have a few topics for you, and then I've got a little fun game at the end um, for you. But I want to talk about the injuries that actually are dealing with Camden County right now. I think Luke Mills is probably the one that most people listening to this will be the most concerned about or want to hear about the most. What's your update on Luke's situation and his outlook for the rest of the season? Luke is going to be out for the season with a a fracture in his foot, unfortunately. Um, He doesn't have the dreaded Liz Frank fracture, but – when you weigh all of his options, he probably could come back uh, near the end of the season. But um, with him being a senior and going into the military, uh, it probably was a, a wise and prudent decision not to uh, allow him to come back um, to have a potential re-injury or something that would sideline him for his career. Now, what's the what's the usual shelf life of how long a player is sidelined with the injury like Luke sustained? Typically uh, six to eight weeks. Okay. Which is, you know, in high school, that's almost the whole season. So, almost the whole yeah, that, yeah, unfortunately. That, he's kind of in the gray. I mean, he could probably could come back, but, I mean, I'm not saying that if we were in a winning season that he would put us over the edge, but at this juncture, we don't need to right harm's way. And is it fair to say that there's not really much of a chance that if he did come back, he would be at a hundred percent anyway, or there wouldn't be a increased chance of re-injuring himself. There, there, there always is, especially when you, your, your bones healing. Um, Anytime you put stress, it's going to, you have, your osteoblastic and osteoclastic activity, um, you'll have some issues. Anytime you stress a bone that's healing, you, you can have you can put yourself in jeopardy of getting re-injured. What are some other injuries, uh, if there are any, that you think maybe the fans that might listen to this would want you to touch on in terms of the football team? Are there any other injuries that uh, are worth noting? Um, we have we've had several several kids with concussion. Um, that are working their way back, not just in football, but in other sports as well. Um, they're always tricky. I, I have a cheerleader now, and I have uh, a soccer kid. Um, football injury-wise, we've had a couple um, skin issues, uh, impetigo and some uh, cellulitis, which are, you know, just skin infections. Um, we've had a, a knee injury. Uh, a quad issue, um, and that would be uh, Creech, who is uh, he as a as a senior. I'm just trying to think of seniors who are injured. Um, we've had a uh, concussion that's he's been disqualified from playing again this year. Um, that's Isaiah Say, right? Sure. Uh huh. That that's that's really unfortunate. I know he was looking forward to. Pro- pro- you know, filling a, a big role on the team as well as Luke, of course. What's the uh, status on Jared Creech? Is, is, do you think he's going to be able to play this week coming up, or do you think it's another couple weeks before he's healed? What, what do you think's the status on him? 
he'll definitely take a couple weeks to heal up. And that's the tricky thing with, with him is he's a very aggressive. He's chomping at the bit. He's doing everything I asked him to do rehab wise. Um, functionally, if he's able to function, there's no reason why I can't have him out there, but he knows the risk that, you know, he can't, he can only control what he can control. And if somebody comes at him and, and, you know, drops their shoulder and takes his knee out, a brace isn't going to take care of all of that, uh, force vector. Um, he, he still, he, he can cause, uh, some ligament damage. Uh, but unfortunately, but fortunately he does not have any ligament damage. He just has a, a muscle. He's a partial, what they think is a partial, um, vastus medialis oblique muscle, which in fancy terms is, a, a the muscle, the quadricep has four muscles and it's one of those four muscles is tour. And they, do you so think does, that's a partial well, tear or is that a full on, full on tear? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent. He didn't get an MRI. Oh, okay. So I gotcha. I'm not sure if it's a complete or a partial. I would, I would almost bank money that it's a partial. Yeah. Uh, Cause if it was a full, he would, you, you'd see, uh, you'd have, uh, what's they call it rolling up where the muscle belly just rolls uh-huh. up into, into the mid belly of it. Sure. And he doesn't have the obvious deformity with that muscle belly. Okay, well, like, I know you're a busy man, so I want to roll through uh, what the topic of this episode is going to be, which is fantasy football, obviously. Um, and I yes, appreciate sir. the update on uh, the Camden County players. I think that's great. And I think people probably, you know, want to hear what, what it's like <laughs> to see how crazy it is for you when they're, you know, if anybody wonders what a trainer does at a high school, it's it's a lot more than you could imagine. And um they always deserve your respect as much as possible because those guys work hard. And I've and I've oh, seen Bernie uh, stretch fifteen different ways, and he still makes it work. <laughs> you, Bernie, I think you do a great job, man. Thank you, thank you. All right, so let's talk fantasy football, buddy. I think uh, every fantasy football season starts with the preparation leading into the draft. Um, so just in a very broad question how early do you start studying before your scheduled drafts on who you're going to take i i personally start about a month before my draft date um i listen to two or three podcasts uh religiously once football starts rolling around and one of them goes all year long um and that's uh cbs cbs uh sports line um dave richard he Heath Cummings and uh, Adam Azer, they uh, uh-huh. do an awesome job, and Jamie Eisenberg as well. Um, that's that's so you start about a you start about a month out, and you're kind of like figuring out who you want to take. Um, how much of that has to do with players that you had the year before and that you want back again because you coveted you covet them because I'm sorry, they did such a good job for you. You're breaking up, buddy. And up, oh, sorry. Uh, how how much of the value that you put into the guys that you draft have to do with the guys that you had previously versus kind of a hunch of what the experts are telling you? Okay, there's a see the 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 dra- the um, shucks the one I'm in with you guys is a, a ten team league. And, yeah. Uh, the one I the other one I'm in two leagues, and then the other one's a money league, and that's a keeper league as well. So what that means is. We get to keep four players, no, no, uh, 
no punishment from where we drafted them or what have you. It's it's we get to keep four no matter what from the year before. Um, so basically, what I'll do, especially in that league, is it's a money league, so I pay to do it, and I can win some some good coin. Um, so while I do it, is I'll I'll find my keepers, my four best players from the year before, and then I'll find out who the other guys. We get to, a week beforehand. We get to reveal who we're going to keep. So basically, I'll get like the rosters from every team a week ahead of time, a week before our draft, and go crazy figuring out who, like, what draft order, who's going to pick who, and typically, especially nowadays, quarterbacks are devalued. Um, in a ten-team league, I can I I can wait four draft four rounds to pick a quarterback. I'm a big – there's several different um, theories and, and whatnot going around. Um, there's a zero RB where you sure. don't pick yeah. back for the first couple drafts or first couple rounds, um, and a lot of people go wide receiver heavy. I'm the opposite. I'm a – I go running back running – I'm a running back heavy person, and that's just – it's knowing your league, basically. Um, but I'm a, I'm a running back early and heavy person. And the thing – I couldn't agree more. I, I think you, I think you got to nab those running backs. Sorry to talk over you. I, I think you got to re- nab those running backs early on. And, you know, the fun thing about most fantasy football drafts is you really don't know what the other people are going to do. Um, you could have some first timers in there. You could have some guys that just really covet somebody like Aaron Rodgers, where they might take them in the first, in the first round. Um, I think that's the fun part about the draft. Um, but for me, as I evaluate things, I think value is the most important and having a decent list of where you value guys in a certain ranking system. Absolutely. Uh, when, you go, when, when you go into a draft, do you kind of have your own like list or do you go by the list that most people are provided? I go I, – I... I, I print out a, a list and then I kind of prioritize them. I put them in what, what I call tiers. Um, uh, like certain running backs. I, put- I just got it too. It's okay. <laughs> I- the emerg- you got the emergency. That's going to be a fun like little bit. Uh, we put- For everybody wondering what those alarms were that just went off on our phones, we got an emergency alert. I'm assuming that's what you just got, Bernie. The president. (laughs) What was it about the president? I didn't even read it. I just hurried up and tried to hit X. Yes, I hit X. Did uh, uh oh, you're getting a double. Hope is the is everything okay? President didn't get get in any trouble. I'm guessing. Uh, okay. Uh. Well, after the presidential alert and our emergency alert, first time in any podcast I've had that. So uh, the curveballs just keep coming our way, Bernie. We'll keep fouling them off and trying to get that good fastball that we can hit back up the middle. Um, so I want to move on. I want to talk about um, – I want to talk about a t- – this is kind of a couple weeks late with this question, but I think you could still probably give me a good answer, which is what team has players that are worth value – um, that you would actually stay away from just based on the team that they're on. Meaning it might be a good talent, might even be a good fantasy uh, talent in the past, but just based on this team, maybe it's their offensive system, maybe it's the lack of skill on the team. 
who's somebody that you would advise a couple players you would advise somebody to stay away from just based on because they play for X or Y team? I typically don't do that um, unless I, I what I what I typically try to do is I I advise to uh, a lot of people do streaming uh, certain positions they like to stream, which means they'll drop sure. and pick. It, it, yeah, yeah. Explain what streaming is for a lot of people that might not understand that. Well, they'll drop a player at a certain position and pick up a, another player at the same position every week and just just rotate that same position out. Um, I like to do that with kind of like you do with your defense, like taking the Titans defense from me (laughs) this weekend, for example, would be a great example. Yes. If if we were on the phone live and not recorded, I would have some names for you for for doing that. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, Ed. It's okay. After beating me and scoring 190 points, uh, which is why I have this guy on is because he's currently in first place in our league. I'll say that. Tied with uh, Mr. Matt Sunberg, who nobody saw that coming. Right. Um, who beat me by about two points. Um, at least you didn't make it close. Sunberg had me wasting my time up way too late waiting to see the results of our game and beat me in the last few seconds. I didn't even watch the Monday night game just because it didn't matter because you were beating me. So Here's a question for you, Ed. How would yeah, would sure. you rather get beat by a point or get beat by, or get blown out? God, it depends on who it is, Bernie. Um, I would rather get beat by 50 by you than lose to Sunberg by one or two. That kills because uh, I was the lead changed hands at least 10 times in the last hour of the gameplay, and I really thought I had him. With you, there was never a point in time where I thought I had a chance. So, um, yeah, I would say the Sunberg one was, was much worse. So, if you're not uh, – if you're not – picking or staying away from guys based on a team or an offense. Let's move on to another topic, which is a hot topic on ESPN. You're going to see it every single day. Uh, and that's the Le'Veon Bell situation <laughs> with, with Le'Veon Bell. Is it safe to say in your opinion that he's been the biggest bust so far by what, where he was drafted in most leagues, most leagues drafting him in the top five picks. Um, and obviously he's not going to perform till week eight. Is he the biggest bust or is he, if you've hung on and your team's at 500 and you have him coming, it's like, you know, the savior is on the horizon. How do you look at Le'Veon Bell? I, th- I, I perceive him as a huge bust. Um, cause you're never going to get return on value from where you drafted him. I mean, most of most Le'Veon Bell, he, he went probably in the first, within the first five picks. He's a first round, you know, first round pick, and he hasn't scored a point for you. As opposed to, um, I had, I think, Gert or um, Ezekiel. It was probably my first round pick, and he's our, he's probably second in the league in, in rushing. Yeah. So, I've already got my I've got my uh, expectations out of Ezekiel Elliott currently. So, if I really wanted to, I could say I could shop him and say. Hey, I'll give, I'll give you Ezekiel for X and Y, and uh, whatever those two players are, I, I, I'm already I've, I've won that value segment basically. But they would yeah. something of importance. I'm not going to just for no for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that it's my buddy Ryan that has Le'Veon Bell, and he's held on to him. He didn't drop him. I think he's sitting at one and three right now. Uh, but 
definitely be interesting when it to comes see. Down, like when he gets activated um, and up to game speed, but it all depends on what what the situation is for him, where he goes, what happens, because the Steelers could could sit on him for another two weeks with the exempt list, and you know they'd have to figure out what they're going to pay him, or they can trade him, or they could rescind his tag or his his tender. So it, he's all up in the air, but. Once he's activated, he's going to take probably three weeks to get acclimated back into football shape. And he's as a first round pick, you lost, he's coming back seven weeks. It'll take him three weeks maybe to get back in shape. So, 10 weeks by, by week 11 is when you'll start to see some kind of return. And for me, that's not feasible. And, and you've seen what they're saying is he's taking the three weeks now to try and plan to come back by week eight. Are you saying you think he needs an additional three weeks of playing time to kind of get his feet wet? Absolutely. To get back to his if old look, uh, self? If you look at what he did last year, it took him a good two two to three weeks before he became in game shape, like football shape. And from all reports that I've seen, he's been, you know, enjoying his time off and jet skiing and, you know, not not being uh, – he, he looks like he put on a couple pounds and uh, is enjoying his life. Yeah. Definitely not game. Let's, uh, let, let, let's move on to, um, I think, a, a team that a lot of people would have won players or stocking the players off of this team had they known the success they were going to have on offense going into this fantasy season, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And – what I want to do is I'm going to give you uh, five names off the offense, the main five names off the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I kind of want you to kind of put your pretend hat on and tell me if you had to redraft them now where where you would value them. And I want to start with Pat Mahomes because I think right now he's the leading candidate for MVP of the season. Absolutely. Um, where what, – what, if – if we were redrafting at this point in time and or at the beginning of the season and you knew what Mahomes was going to do, where would you value him? First round, second round, or as late as the third? I would say – I would probably say uh, third round currently. Okay. And I would have to assume that somebody would jump. Somebody would jump. Than that, knowing what he's I'm done. I'm sure someone would. But um, I, I, my personal opinion, I think there's going to be some positive – regression for him meaning he's not going to have as much touchdowns coming in the future and his his negative regression which would be his turnovers are going to increase because he hasn't had a turnover yet so that with having regression positive and regression negative i think he's due for he's he's going to have a down game and things things in football tend to even out do you think there's just a down game that's going to happen, or do you think he he actually does kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit? Because so far, everything I've seen is just he amazing. Is, he's electric, and he's fun to watch, but I definitely think he's he's due for some regression. Okay, let's talk about the his, his big play target, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was going off somewhere in the late 20s uh, for his ADP, which is average draft position. Absolutely. Um, what, would you move Tyreek Hill up from late twenties? What would you put as his ADP if if you got to start over and knew, knew about what Mahomes was going to do and all the big plays he, that Tyreek Hill was going to going to acquire? A, a late first, early second. 
Okay. So you actually value Tyreek Hill ahead of Pat Mahomes. Yes. Okay. What about – this was a big, 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 big topic about do you take Travis Kelsey in the third or fourth round versus some other, you know, RB3s, wide receiver threes, some guys you could envision your flex. Pretty much the argument was do you want to take Kelsey or do you want to take a flex in the fourth round, and see, I, I found that, that a lot in my in my mock drafts. Well, where do you have Kelsey right now? If, assuming he was a fourth round grade, before I would have him. I'd have him in a third, third or fourth round. Um, once you, once you, it, it all depends on how your draft falls. Personally, and like I said, I go. I like to go RB heavy early. Um, so I'm getting either an Ezekiel Elliott, and unfortunately, if I you know, if I got. Le'Veon Bell early, then I, you know, I kind of shot myself in the foot. So I'd have to position scarcity is also another thing you have to worry about, especially with the tight end. You have three tight ends that are studs, Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz. And if you if you don't get one of those three, you're you're, you're almost better off punting on that position and just going with another your best player. So that could either be a, a receiver or a running back or even a a quarterback at that position, depending on how your your um, how your draft is, how, how your your roster is set up. Okay, you're so you basically got Tyreek Hill second round grade, Pat Mahomes third round grade, Travis Kelsey third to fourth round grade. Let me ask you this: If you're picking last in the third round, um, no, let's say let's say you're picking. First in the fourth round, you already picked last in the third round, so you have the come around. You got the two picks in a row. And I would, you got you got you got Pat Mahomes and Kelsey, and Kelsey on the board, but you can only get one of them. Who are you taking? I probably take. Who was that? Who would you take? I probably take Kelsey. Oh wow! Okay, well let's talk. Let's talk Kareem Hunt. Let's talk about the guy that totes the rock, the running back for him. What's your grade on him? Because he was a late first, early second in most drafts that were 10 to 12 team leagues. Has anything changed on Hunt for you? No. He's a stud. So you have him ranked the highest of the Chiefs offensive players if you had to take somebody. Yes, sir. Okay, let's um, let's say it's a 12 team league and somehow, let's just say, uh, Let's say a running back already slipped to you. Let's say you you have uh, Ezekiel Elliott's fine, um, and you've got Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill coming back to you early second round. Do you double up and take Kareem Hunt, or do you take Tyreek Hill and go one running back, one receiver? Yeah, I go. I do running back, running back. That's just my my personality. That's just me. I'd, I'd rather running back. Okay. I'd rather be a running back, running back. But I okay. think there's more. I got you. You're better off getting you, – you can get wide receivers in later rounds that are comparable. And quarterback I, – I don't even remember what I picked – what I got Mahomes – I think I might have got Mahomes in our draft, like in the sixth or seventh round. Oh, he was easily slipping that far then. I mean, nobody knew. He was a he was an unknown commodity. Right. I mean, I think that was honestly the, the strike of the draft that really, like, set your team apart. Every, every year there's – one or two, it's like picking up Kareem Hunt last year in the eighth or ninth round. If if you happen to be the guy that picked up Kareem Hunt in the eighth or ninth, or Alvin Kamara, you're looking at yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, another great great choice right they, there. They, you know, even even a little Chris Hogan action last year would have set you up them. pretty well. Where 
Whereas this guy who drafted Chris Hogan Any this of the year, Rams receivers he's killing year. me. Yeah, that would be good. Too. Hey, let, let me uh, – last chief I want to talk about, Sammy Watkins. What what do you think about Sammy this year? What Are you high on him? What do you think? Sammy Watkins? Yeah. Hello? Ed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here, buddy. You got Sammy me? Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Sammy Watkins. He's a boomer bust tight end tight or a boomer bust touchdown dependent. He's good. He's going to stretch defenses, uh, but he's not. I, I don't think he can. He's not like a set it and forget it receiver. He's matchup dependent. Um, what I usually do is I'll look to see who, what defense, especially if I have him on my team. You, you have to pick. You have some boomer bust kind of guys that aren't going to be. Every week, you can't like my running backs are set it and forget it, and now my quarterback too, and Travis Kelsey. So basically, what I'll do is I'll set it and forget it, and just watch to make sure that if I have a replacement for when they go on by, and then stream a defense or a kicker. Um, and that those are that's just my philosophy on it. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think Sammy Watkins is just pretty much a buy replacement in, in my estimation, but. Let's talk. You you talked about streaming defenses and kickers. What's your philosophy on drafting rookies? Uh, it all it, that that's also uh, position dependent. Um, typically, running backs have the better chance of being a, a rookie coming out and being productive. Um, never, not too often. I shouldn't say never. Very rarely do tight ends, rookie tight ends, have any kind of success. Um, the best are definitely receivers, and typically what I like to do is I like to – the receivers have a, a, a jump in production usually between their first and their third year, and it, it between and, and a, a huge jump between their third and fourth year. So what I'll do is I'll look to see who are in their third year of their contract and then see how they've progressed from year one to year three, and then – I'll determine if they're going to be uh, if they're going to take that extra jump from third year to fourth year, because um, some of those third year breakouts are they, they win you leagues. Yeah. Now um, we talked about uh, what kickers and defenses. You're pretty much streaming, yes, sir. In most leagues, I think that's smart. What what do you what do you do if somebody drafts a defense for a kicker in the first ten rounds? Do you pump your fist and know that you're not going to finish last? If if someone's uh, if someone drafts a defense in the first 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 round, then they're probably not going to win their league. I'm not. They might not win a game. They might not win a game. I'm not a big proponent of anybody taking. I'm not. A, I don't like taking quarterbacks typically until the fourth fourth or fifth round, maybe even the sixth round. It all depends on how they shake out. Fantasy football has a – especially in your draft, it, they go – they kind of go um, cyclical. Like, like three tight ends will go off the board real quick, and then you won't see another tight end for three rounds. Um, or same thing with, with running backs can go heavy, running back, running back, running back, running back, wide receiver, running back, running back, wide receiver. Um, it's and then you'll see a run of them. Yeah, a run of them, absolutely. That's, okay, that's the well, about fantasy football is 
you know, you don't know what your opponents are going to do unless you've played with them for, you know, 10, 15 years. Everybody in my, my money league, they know. And I get, I get fooled into it, into thinking I'm a Bears fan at heart. So every year I try not to draft a Bears player. And uh, so I finally made a trade for um, Howard last week, and he got me one point. So I was a little <laughs> bummed about it, but, hey, they won by a, a ton. So as long as my team wins and if I don't make it – if I don't win in fantasy. Uh... Yeah, I, I was so frustrated this year. I ended up with the first pick in both my drafts. And all I wanted was like the late pick so I could have an excuse to take Saquon uh, Barkley. And it just didn't work out for me. I hated having first pick this year. Yeah, I'm here, okay. buddy. All right. Hey, man, I'm, let's finish up. I got a little little game for you. So I'm going to give you a player's name. And you're just like stocks, I want you to tell me whether to buy, sell, or hold the stock in this Okay, like buy, like buy or sell. Yep, and you also have the option to hold. Like, mm, don't want to do either yet. I'm not buying it. I'm not selling it, but I'm not releasing it to the free agent wire it. yet. Okay, let's start with running back Jamal Williams for the Packers. I'm selling him. Okay, why are you selling him? I think Aaron him? Donald's the better back. Okay, okay. Um, Sammy Watkins, wide receiver Chiefs. Hold him. Okay. Russell anyone Wilson, on a potent, quarterback. Anyone on a potent offense, you want to you want to hold. Okay, Russell Wilson, quarterback, Seahawks. I'm hold him until he, unless he does bad this week. If he does bad this week, I'm selling. So he's got he's got a deadline, yes, huh? Okay, Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver for the Bucks. Holding. Why Another, holding? Well, he's on a bye this week, unless you you know. Um. I think I think when Jameis gets back, he's gonna he's gonna have some. So he's another boomer bust um, on a on a high potent offense with their with your starting quarterback back. Jameis, I think, is gonna. I know Fitzmagic had a lot of uh, he had a lot of run in the first three games, and then he um, didn't look so good in the fourth. Uh, he has a they have a bye this week, and um, I think. I think James is going to get get his, his ship straight. Put it that. Way. Okay. Jordan Reed, tight end for the Redskins. I'm nervous about him. I I think I'll sell him. Okay. First sell. Right a lot. Uh, Dak Prescott, quarterback, Cowboys, owned in a lot of sell leagues. Him. I don't sell? trust him. What is it about Dak that you don't trust? That receiving core. He doesn't have a okay. reliable receiver. Who's his best receiver? Is uh, Allen Robinson? Yeah, I don't even know. Terrence Newman, maybe. I don't even. I don't. Beasley. Beasley? That's it. Yeah, Beasley. Cole Beasley. Okay, what about uh, Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the I'm Rams? I'm keeping him, buddy. Any of those? Any... Now, are you are you holding or are you buying, buying stock buying. in Cooper Cup? Okay, I'm buying a All lot right. of shares of him. We touched you touched on him just a second ago, but what about Jameis Winston, quarterback for the Bucks? Jameis. Yeah, uh, you buying, you selling, or I you actually, holding? I bought him in my uh, in my 
money league because I have Drew Brees and he's on a bye um, next. Drew Brees is on a bye next week, and he's coming off the bye, and they typically do pretty decent off the bye. So you're buying some Jameis Winston pretty much just because you got him in your regular fantasy league, sir. I like the optimism. I got I got a tricky one for you here. Josh Gordon, wide receiver I, of the I Patriots now. Are I'm you buying, buying you selling, buying. or you holding? Okay. Why 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 are you buying? He's a troubled him? soul, but I think uh in that environment in, in uh, New England with the the quarterback and the other parts that are in play there, I think he could he could lift the defense. He could open the top off the defense, open up the low the intermediate and your running backs, and he'll get his two or three shots a game to to score you a lot of points. I agree with that. TJ Yeldon, running back, Jags. I'm buying him. Is it because of Fournette? Okay. Uh, Especially buying him in a PPR, or does it not matter whether it's standard or PPR? Either one. Okay. Uh, Amari Cooper, wide receiver for the Raiders. I'm holding. I'm holding for right now. Yeah, he's been parked on one of my benches the whole season. I haven't put him in the lineup once. I just, I really like the guy, but I just, he's just never has like a boom or right. a bust. He's, he's just not he's, there. He hasn't, he hasn't shown me a whole lot. I'm not ready to sell on him yet, but I'm, I'll hold him. Okay, two names left, and then I'm gonna let you go, buddy. I, I, I appreciate your patience and being on here for as long as you have, it, brother. Let's go, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Texans. Oh, I'm buying. No, okay, uh, knee, knee injury doesn't concern you. Yeah, his knee concerns me, but the, his knee doesn't concern me as much as his offensive line. His offensive line is offensive, <laughs> and I think, I think uh, once they once the receivers and the and the running back get on on the, on the same page as him that they're going to they're going to explode i'm telling you, he's he's a he's he's good he's not as good as he was last year or 2 years ago but or last year yeah but he he's i'm i'm buying him okay and the last one carlos hyde running back for the browns buy sell or hold i i i'm actually i just took him out of my lineup uh today in my my money league um I'm selling him. Ooh. I think uh, he's had I think, he's had a good few weeks. Yeah, I think uh, Nick Chubb is going to be the guy they're they're going to hand the ball off to more. <laughs> what was his stat line? Like three carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll take a guy's job pretty quickly. A, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I think I think uh, the writing's on the wall for Hugh Jackson to start start playing some of these young guys and and. Uh, I'll tell you what, Cleveland Browns are uh they're they're a dangerous team. They are dangerous. They're fun. It, I, I I don't I I label them dangerous, I guess, but I don't think about it in that way. Right. I just think they're fun. They, For once like I I'm excited to see the Cleveland Browns play, and that's something I haven't said all of my life. I'll tell you what, that Baker Mayfield watching him throw a football is it's beautiful. I mean, he he has a he has the tightest spiral I've seen in a long time. Him and Mahomes are going to be fun to watch for years to come. Well, he had a good quarterback coach at Oklahoma. His head coach was the offensive guru. I don't know if you know this. Lincoln Riley was the offensive guru at East Carolina. Yeah. 
while I was up in Greenville, and I don't know how they let him slip through their fingers. They should have just backed up the the truck of cash for him. But back up the- Lincoln Riley's a great coach, and he does wonders with quarterbacks. So I'm not That's surprised awesome. to see any any quarterback come out of Oklahoma and have success. I did not know that. That's so cool. Yeah, and now he's got Kyler Murray, the kid that got drafted in the top ten in the major leagues for baseball, uh, playing quarterback. Right. To watch the little guy. But anyway, hey, Bernie, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. That's how to heal your fantasy football woes with head trainer Bernie Stasco. Uh, if you ever see Bernie running out to help somebody, cheer for Bernie. Let, let, let's uh, let's get some hype going around Bernie because we've sure got kids dropping left and right, and he's doing a lot of work. I, so thank you for your time, Bernie. I appreciate hey, it, thanks man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. Everybody, thanks for listening. Y'all have a good day. We'll catch you next time.